Okay, recording. I'm confused. Peppermint's confused. We're all fucking confused. Hello and Hello. welcome to the premiere episode. Since there's only one episode, you lying boules. Double length my ass. Double length my butthole. Double length our whole damn asses. We're welcome to the Dragula Titans premiere episode in which Dragula's tightened. My eyeballs were spinning for a good half of the episode with all the goddamn forced and somewhat entertaining middle school level drama that they tried to put in through this whole episode. You could tell a lot of it was piecemealed. But we're not at that part yet. Let's just start with this entrance all in black and white. Uh, it feels a little bit like somewhere between the, oh, what is it, Outlast, that Asylum one, and some sort of early horror film from the 30s or the 40s except it's like shaky cam but anyways apparently you wander into hell it's the underworld actually isn't there that one that one film with the people who go into the paris catacombs and wind up going through purgatory i remember that film i don't remember what it's called as above so below i believe but yeah as above, so below is the one where they go into the Paris catacombs. Okay. We've already got a long-ass episode. We can't keep getting off on tangents, even though we will get off on tangents. But So, for reference, the episode is an hour and a half long. Which is about 90... It says 95 minutes, which the season 4 premiere, which I believe was the longest episode up to that point, was 70 minutes. So we really only got an extra 25 minutes, and I am really honestly think that most of that was just... Look, I'm going to call it out. I'm so sorry. I love you, Boulez. I love all this. It's, you know, it's a great show. I'm going to keep watching it. I'm going to keep reviewing it. We're going to have fun. Y'all stole a lot from Drag Race. <laughs> At least some things, because that first 20 minutes was nothing but them walking into the boudoir like it was the fucking workroom and being like, look at me. I'm the first one in. Minutes. Look at me. Ooh, I'm the first one in. Oh, girl, look at you. Oh, girl. Like, it was very Drag Race. At least they got a little bit more unique entrances because we got to see them popping yes, out of coffin. They all, no, 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 we're not going to... No, yeah, pop, no, AI, exactly, a fucking coffin. Like a fucking clown car, but we'll get to that. So yeah, basically, haha, you're in hell and now you can't get out, but you're going to watch the Titans premiere while they look at their bride of Frankenstein hair and sort of sheer mummy kind of wrapped looking... I don't like them. The dresses are weird. I do love the wigs, though. Wigs are cute, but yeah, the dresses are weird, but who cares? Drag, filth, horror, glamour, $100,000 courtesy of Bible Girl. Obligatory reference. Obligatory Bible Girl reference. They included the puppets from season four into the intro, which uh, Guy did enjoy as well. Yes, I like the fact that they slightly updated the intro just a little bit, even if it was only like one or two new clips. What else do they need to update? It's the, it's the same formula. RuPaul really hasn't updated the fucking intro since, like, season two, so... Well, the thing is, they use clips and stuff, so I feel like it works guess, really nicely yeah. for them to be able to add some like more hell, fun they stuff. They literally did not update it until, like, fucking All-Stars 6 when they changed it from Best Woman to Best Drag Queen win. Like, come on. RuPaul's Drag Race didn't update for shit, so the Boulay's adding one or two extra clips after four seasons is a hell of a lot. Come yeah. on. I mean, the thing is, its brand integrity still works really well. So we enter now, we look at this coffin, which will soon become a clown car of 
entering monsters first out of the box the queen the absolute legend the winner of this whole season in my opinion yes i've already made it clear and i will continue to make it clear that they are my absolute winner they will always be my winner they are a legend they're stunning they're beautiful they're talented and grazing and show-stopping no matter what they did this episode we'll get to what they did this episode but i don't care they made up for it when they were writing down that name for 20 minutes and it took fucking forever and it was hilarious <laughs> so you know what even if they don't do good in the challenge they're amazing tv and that's all i care about please welcome coco the fucking queen cane thank you first out looking gorgeous love the boots love the hair love everything about this it's gorgeous she's stunning they're stunning i love it coco always has great nails by the way they come in later the out of drag look also i love that like razor earring one on one ear that's very cool looking yeah it's like a yeah. gold razor is it bad that i kind of want those i mean yeah, you can get it i don't know it's only one but probably on etsy and then the hat i do like the hat coco is the first to enter alien i will continue to say this is very like drag race although i will say what is with those straps what is with those shoulder straps for those overalls like they look like what comes off of a suitcase. And so what if it is? It's an out-of-drag look. You don't need to put that much work into it. Shit. They are not here for out-of-drag looks. They're here to win in their drag looks. So who cares? Next up, we have Melissa B. Fears. Top three of Stragula Season 1, and the only one from Season 1, coming back in to show how the old-school gals, ghouls, do it. And uh, definitely going to bring the drama. Definitely brought the drama this episode. Very much enjoyed that. Uh, this look, very, like, devil-esque. Devil in a latex bodysuit. With a fan that says, bye, bitch. As she should. But yes, Coco and Melissa meeting in the, in, I keep wanting to say workroom because this is very RuPaul's Drag Race of them just walking into the boudoir and saying hi to each other. Because every single other season, not counting Resurrection, has been like, you know, every other season they just wake up somewhere or they just stand there. They don't really introduce themselves to each other. The bullies just come up and be like, okay, bitches, here you are. Okay, thanks. This is really like the closest it's felt like to Drag Race in terms of they wake up or they walk into the boudoir and they're all like, oh my God, hi, wow, yay, cool. And I'm just like, hmm, did we really need the extra 20 minutes for this? I don't know. I will say last season it felt a lot like Drag Race, even though they were still oh, like really? in that haunted house sort of waiting area. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because they wound up waiting and then watching a TV. No, that was season... Was that season four? Yeah, that was season four. Yeah, that four. was season four. Jesus Christ. God, it feels like forever. That was so long ago. I know. Yeah, I guess season four also felt like that. But because at least they were walking into some weird haunted house area, it did not necessarily feel that. Here, they're specifically walking into the boudoir, which is like their version of the workroom. So yeah. anyway, go, go. Melissa, hi, hi, hi. We're going to see who does who. Blah, blah, blah. Cute, cute, cute. Next up, this harem motherfucker, Eva, Eva Destruction. Destruction, from Boulet Brothers, Dragula Season 3. And who I compared, I said, this looks like Guy out of drag, which I thought was very funny. They didn't appreciate it, but that's their problem, not mine. Eh, I've warmed up to it. Eva's cute. So, you know, lots of crying, lots of, you know, could I change things? I would tell myself, don't be so scared, just be extra hairy, I guess. <laughs> you know, Ava pops out like oh my god it's ava wow cool yay i'm trying to her skip this just because like i'm trying to think of any interesting things <laughs> they're all just standing there talking to each other making funny things i just personally find this look that ava walked in with interesting because it's a nude illusion but there's a giant v-neck cut for the hair to flip through but there's also you can see a lot of the hair it's just it's it's a look 
Next is Erica Clash, the bottom, 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 bottom queen, or queen of the extermination challenge, as they rightfully say so themselves. I think I'm just a fully formed monster this time around. We're also in the bottom this episode, so let's see. Although that's not really their fault because they were absolutely dragged down by their scene partner, but still you ended up in the bottom anyway because Dragula hates you. <laughs> um, if there's one thing that happens with especially like kitschy or cutesy queens, they get drugged down by the competition. But the fact that everybody immediately hates on her, which I think is interesting, because she walks in and everyone's just like, hmm, Erica's here. Interesting. Melissa's like, well, somebody has to go home first. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 But, you know, everybody's got to do this. One, two, three, four. They talk about how three rally is the worst season, which I think is interesting. They're randomly being like, yeah, three's here, but three sucks. Okay. Speaking of three sucking, welcome, Yovska. Oops, wait, I didn't mean that. Tee hee hee. Maybe I did. I don't know. Yovska was third out. Yeah, you shady little Canadian troll. Coming out in this, like, boobud. Not boobud. What, what's the... I'm trying to think of the word. No, booba. Toilet bowl. Toilet bowl. Toilet bowl. But toilet but we bowl haven't gotten to booba. Kenta. You know those things, the booba? Well, the problem is it's not even really boobas, though. It's just toilet bowl. Kendra's not here yet, but it's a toilet bowl look. That's, that's all you need to know yeah. is that it looks like a toilet bowl. Toilet bowl with, like, those candy peppermints. And apparently Coco didn't even know who Yovska is because they're just like, who is that? <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, Melissa's like, don't you mess with me, bitch. Shady little gremlin. Next up in a very interesting choice, Astrid Aurelio wearing the look that they went home in. <laughs> Essentially a repurposed version of what they went home in. Talking about how, you know, how their lovely track record of win to giant meltdown in episode two, which basically led to them getting a limb tee hee hee. Hopefully they don't do that again. It's like the little bit of their look, but tacked on. Like you can see like the body, the bathing suit, plus like a little more on top. And for some reason, a lot of people wearing cock rings. I don't know. I think it's just a retro gay scene thing that's coming back. I've noticed that, but literally like Melissa out of drag. Coco, Ava, and Astrid. Those are some very large cock rings for some of them. Oh, I know, but I've seen it. I remember somebody mentioning it. I don't know if it was on Reddit or Twitter, but I know somebody mentioned it. Like, all the examples that there were. Anyway, Astrid, there. Cool. Next out of the coffin clown car, Joso Terra Toma from Brule Brothers Dragula Season 4 and Just Fresh Off the World Tour. They did not take the crown, but they're here to take the crown, I guess. They didn't take that crown, but they're here to take this one. They're hopefully here to be more professional, according to themselves. A lot of people seem to be surprised to see Hoso here just because they're so fresh off the world tour. But when you get the call, don't say no. Because Hoso's there now with Astrid, this whole goddamn thing starts because it's so confusing. I don't know. I don't know if I want to try to explain it. So the best way well, I can explain it. Let's wait it, until well, a boar gets here. Let's wait until a boar gets until here. Until a boar gets here. Speaking of, well, speaking of, talk about goddamn editing. So the the editing this season already is because it's like Hosa goes. We have a really great relationship, and nothing can come between it. Enter a bora. <laughs> Literally showing a bora coming out of the coffin. Like, oh. the editing, these fuckers, and we haven't even gotten to the best part of the editing, but we'll get to that later. These editors are shady. So next up is Abora. Self-described, I'm still a creep. Very much a creep, but I'm just saying, I mean, 
this whole episode, they were something fucking else. I don't have any words for what they were this episode. So then everybody turns around and it's, oh no, it's Abora in a sort of demented pageant-esque, as they say themselves, the pageant queen has arrived. And Ava goes, the pageant queen should leave. Because Abora just decides to make enemies with everybody. So, I, how do I explain? Abora and Ava have history. Abora and Ava have history. Abora and Hoso have history. Abora and Astrid has sort of history. Abora and Erica have history. And the way that I can tell from... The way I basically figured this out is... Abora loves Hoso seemingly romantically. Hoso does not feel the same way back, but also gives mixed signals as in later in the episode when they kiss, but we're not even there yet. Jesus Christ. We'll get there. We'll get there. Astrid seems to at least respect Abora, but Abora hates Astrid because Abora, uh, Hoso and Astrid like each other, except that Hoso is also, I think, romantically with somebody else. That's not either one of them. At least that's what I believe. That's what we were told. Again, yes, poly- polyamory is, of course, a thing. Me and Guy definitely know about that. Yeah, we do. But it's but... just very weird. Like, not weird in a weird, just like how complicated this whole thing is that my eyes eventually start spinning. But like I said, so Abora likes Hoso romantically. Hoso does not necessarily feel the same way back, but also sends mixed signals and is very confusing. Astrid res- at least respects and defends Abora many times, even though Abora seems to absolutely hate Astrid because Astrid and Hoso seem to like each other in some form or some way, which pisses off Abora. Also, Erica, which we'll get to it later in the episode, still likes or has some sort of interest in Abora, but Abora absolutely hates Erica's guts as well, and it's just very funny because we'll get to that bit later. It's so sad. No, it's just a really funny one-off line that I'm like, really funny. <laughs> so there's that relationship, and then also other people are hating other people, and it's very confusing and very spinny, but we'll get to that. But let's talk about, um, <laughs> let's talk about this editing yet again, because they're all doing their talking, they're just, you know, this is a really strong cast, wow, wow, wow. And then Abora goes, we just need one basic bitch to really round it out. Cut to the coffin opening to Miss Kendra Onyx. <laughs> because it says we need basic bitch, somebody who screams going home first. Cut to coffin opens Kendra Onyx. Like, the level of editing there and just, the like, timing is... Ugh. Especially with her entrance look, Kendra. Sometimes, yeah, this this entrance look, Jesus Christ. Girl. Is this what you would call a hotertop? I can't, I can't keep defending you. I love you, but this look, stop. It's truly, like, such a basic, like, hotertop and cutie hoochie coochie skirt. I have mixed feelings about the makeup. The hair is basic. I didn't even notice well, the, the tiny horns in right. it the first time. Oh yeah, time. the tiny horns. <laughs> but it's literally like it's a halter. It's a cute. It's a halter top. Like everybody's happy she's here. Like Melissa's definitely happy she's here. Coco's happy she's here. Erica's like, well, I don't really think she's that strong to be here. But you know, <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, in that outfit, very hoochie coochie. Like, oh, ma'am, if you, do, ooh, I know if you do a split, that skirt's going to immediately rip right off. Or it's going to go all the way up. It's going to go flying across the wall. Everybody's from season two, which means season two is the best. We set the bar for drama. Enter in Victoria Elizabeth Black. I don't know if that was a, meant to be a big edit jump cut, because I don't really remember Victoria doing a lot of drama. Meanwhile, it was styrofoam, bitch. Also, their out of drag look having the hugest cock ring of all just makes so much sense because I've seen their OnlyFans and alt account, but you know. 
<clears throat> him. We've seen you, uh, That's not just a cock ring, though. Yum, yum, that's that's a collar oh, ring. That's what no, you no. use to pull some around. Well, that too. But trust me, it, Victoria would find a way to use it as a cock ring. Trust me. She would just stick like three or four in there. Like I said, I've seen their old Twitter. It's fun. Um, this look is interesting. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Like, it's cool, but I wish it was that top purple half wasn't there and it was just all the velvety part. Yeah, I mean... It's like, it, most of it is this, like, velvet, pink-looking, gorgeous, like, like velvet or satin. It's this sort of bodysuit-type piece. It's gorgeous. And then the top half is, like, nice, but I don't know. I just would rather it be all one or the other. I don't know if it necessarily... Well, it has the silver drapery and then a sleeve. Yeah. I just... I don't know. I just don't really... I would rather have it all be like that because I think it's cute. But um, it's nice. As soon as Victoria walks in, everyone's like, well, time to go home. We all lose now. <laughs> Even Melissa's just like, nope, goodbye. Because her makeup and hair are always perfect. Everyone loves her. Everyone loves her. Everyone <laughs> makes sure to stay on the good side. It's like, oh, shit. It's Victoria. The cast could be afraid of me, and I'm like, yeah, agreed. Victoria is definitely, I think, probably one of the strongest competitors here. Mm -hmm. So very exciting. I mean, they're all pretty strong in their own way. And then, oh, God, talking, 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 talking. It's so much, so much shade. At least she's consistent. And then Yovska and Kendra going back and forth on a little bit. And then Ava and Yovska. And then Avora can continuing to be very annoying because they're just like what held me back was my lack of money and now i'm filthy fucking rich i'm gonna let you all have it and literally just like 10 15 seconds everyone of is silence. completely unimpressed it's like hmm all right Yosuke then just says we've all upped our game since our original season so we'll let's see, see whatever what happens. happens attention competitors attention competitors oh i have to oh god it's been so long i have to remember the voices we did i did for Dragon attention competitors Boo. attention competitors no that's right i did do big boulet didn't i you did that's so annoying because i always like small boulet more but yeah that's right okay except for when she wants money uh, to invited to the yeah party. we already <laughs> talked about that last episode that still annoyed me but yes let's talk about the boulets and these fucking tootsie roll ass haircuts <laughs> i compare them to evil lychee yes you did but i still say fucking He's got a big black or brown-ish turd just sitting right in the middle part there, just like... And then they have these weird black V-shaped strands. I don't know if they add anything positively. I mean, it's fine. It's just... It's just weird. But anyway. Those earrings, though. I do like those. I'm going to try a different voice just because it's more fun, so big boy. Hello, uglies. Hello, uglies. I know somebody did that voice before, but I don't remember who. Oh, I remember. I'm stealing it from um, IMHO. <laughs> I had to think about where I was getting it from. It's the intro for there because he goes, Hello, uglies. Hello, uglies. Hello, uglies. Oh, I love IMHO. I'll do the whole voice like that so it's not completely... <clears throat> Hello, uglies, and welcome to the Underworld! Yes! As you already know, all of you have competed on the previous season of the Boule Brothers Dragula, and, well, you all lost. Uh, I mean, not wrong. <laughs> just, which is just funny to me. But anyway. Uh, in fact, not only did you lose, but we kind of actually murdered you on top of it. Except, again, this kind of bothers me because that doesn't make sense because they never showed Hoso being murdered. Every other person in the top three or more at least got murdered. Even if it was in a dream sequence. If dream sequence or something, 
At least I don't think... I think the others... I'm going to have to go back and watch the other seasons because I actually don't remember if season three's got murdered. I'm pretty sure they did. I'm going to have to go back and watch later because I only remember specifically season one with the dream sequences. I know seasons one and two did because I remember Bitch Pudding having one. Maybe, yeah. So I'll have to go back and check season three. But even still, that doesn't matter because nobody from the season three finale is here. So that doesn't necessarily count. But it still doesn't make sense because, again, Hoso, as far as we know, was not murdered. Plus, they also have Saint and Dali as guest judge. Well, Dali won, but still. Saint as a guest judge some point in this season. So, like, make it make sense. Is Hoso murdered? Is Saint murdered? Make it make sense, you fucking bullies. Anyway, your line. That being said, we didn't raise your ghosts and bring you here to talk about the past. We brought you here to talk about the future. While it may be true that you lost and were murdered on top of it, which, you know, again, it's always the way that they're kind of admitting it. It's like, oh, well, we were, oopsie whoopsie, we brutally murdered you. Oopsie whoopsie, we did a fucky wucky. I knew you would say that. I hate you so much. <laughs> We're brutally murdered. What you also did was make a huge impression on us. In fact, we consider the ten of you to be among the strongest competitors ever to be featured on this stage. You're really going to say that with um, uh, Kendra standing there in that outfit? Okay. Uh, <laughs> true Titans of Dragula. This is pre-recorded, so they didn't see her yet. Good point. Like I said, don't get me wrong. I still love you, Kendra, but come on, that outfit. Girl. See, wait, this little, I kind of want to go back because I feel like I want to see the close-up. <laughs> her horns look like, wait, no, are her horns? Because it, it might, I might be wrong, but I'm probably wrong. Her horns, oh no, they might actually just be horns. They look like Hershey Kisses. <laughs> <laughs> They're that tiny. They're, they do look like oh my Hershey. god. I'm wait, at like 20, wait, 2456. How, um... Go to 2456 and like look at the zoom in on it. Don't they look like Hershey Kisses? <laughs> they are shaped like Hershey Kisses. Oh my god. Right? No. They look like Hershey Kisses. They're... No, wait. I know what she made them out of. Sorry pieces. <laughs> <laughs> They're shaped just like the ones that don't have the balls on top. Oh, that's oh, so that's good. Funny. Oh, oh we god. love a crafty queen. Anyway, we gotta we gotta get back to um Title, Dragula next super monster, blah blah blah. Okay, that's not the important part. We we've done that. I want to talk about these new stakes. So we're going to change the rules, which is interesting. There will be no extermination challenges this season. Everyone's like, ooh, ah, uh -huh. ooh, ah. Instead, there will be equally terrifying fright feats that will take place at the beginning of each challenge. Everyone must participate in order to advance to the week's floor show. <laughs> if you fail to survive or participate... The last soul who was eliminated before you will return to the competition and take your place. <laughs> Feels insane, but you know. Enough talking. For your first challenge, we're going back to one of our favorite floor shows of season three and inviting you to our spooktacular Halloween house party. I don't remember a Halloween house party challenge in season three. At least not one that was in the 1960s theme like this. I don't know if it was actually done like this, but... Yeah, I don't know if it was They done did like something this. like this where they check. had them dress as classic horror monsters. Oh yeah, that's right. They will have to choreograph and execute a lip sync based on some song that I actually forget what it was. And perform it on location. Broken into groups, winner of the fright feat. We'll get to choose the partners and what your roles will be. Sorry, they're talking too long for my... Like, normally these are much shorter messages. Y'all are talking too goddamn much. We can't do these voices forever. Hurry up and shut up. But basically, they're doing fright feats, and... 
very interesting is these are supposed to be more extreme, which I guess, you know... Everyone has to compete in them. We already saw some form of... We saw some form of drowning in the trailer, at least. Or at least, like, going underwater. They will be bobbing for apples, but instead of doing it in water, it'll be in blood and brains and pig guts blood and a and pig's head. With various meats... That are just usually meat scraps. And just everything. Everything under the sun. Let me say this again, because I feel like we're ragging on Kendra. And you know what? The outfits may not be there, but something I like about Kendra and a lot of people in general that sometimes necessarily don't have the best outfits or best fashion, they're funny and they're entertaining. Yes. Kendra absolutely fucking does that as soon as this challenge starts, because she doesn't win, but she like dunks her head in. But before she does, like, nah, fuck this. I'm taking my wig off. I'm not getting my wig back. Fuck this. <laughs> <And it's very laughs> It's that military training. Right. So it cuts back, and now they're in the boudoir. No tables, no nothing, just a bunch of buckets with gross shit in them with apples that they have to pick out. They're all standing there just like, damn, we gotta really do this? Oh, boy, there's a brain staring right back. Ava's really got faces for fucking days. Like, the way that Ava fucking stares down at the camera, like, uh-huh. brain staring right back at me. Like, girl, your eyes don't need to be that wide, like, all the time. Stop. <laughs> and then, but I also thought it was funny that it was, like, Erica's just, like, ooh, I, I don't know if I can do this. Mine has a pig head in it. This is my work cut out for me. I'm like, ma'am, you ate your own vomit on season two in that one extermination. You will be fine. But, you know, it'll be gross, so they're all... <laughs> down on their knees uh israel standing there as well as a new man and you pointed out that israel's like oh he got that white in his beard getting in more white in the beard yeah he's got a white goatee they ring the bell and in their mouths go except <laughs> kendra just ripping her wig off is so funny to me she's so it's funny. just so immediate and basically it's very funny because everybody else like kendra goes in that's the thing i like that is that military train. They are, kendra's going in Whereas, like, they ran their wig off and just said, no, I'm doing this. They don't win, which is unfortunate, but still. It's also kind of hilarious because I didn't realize it the first time. Erica fully pulls out the goddamn pig head. Like, goddammit, you didn't need to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it out with their teeth. Like, that is some strong jaw work. I mean, I know the human jaw is strong. It's just like... I also, again, it's also very funny to me because a lot of people are, like, getting their actual heads in, getting their wigs wet, getting this. Like, fuck, everything's getting fucked up. The two dichotomies... The dike dichotomies and understandably between kendra and coco of not wanting to get their wigs fucked up uh-huh. but they both do it in different ways and that's why i love them kendra's fully just ripping her wig off and be like nope not getting whereas you can well, tell coco like drop apples on it so yeah but compared to just dunking it straight in the blood yeah whereas coco you can tell if you watch the video they're very like no i'm just gonna i'm gonna dunk my head in but very like calmly and so everyone's like going nuts she's like i nope, think calm. they just don't want to choke on their own wig I mean, it's a gorgeous wig, but I think it's so funny that they're like, nope, I'm going to go very calmly and slowly. I ain't going to die in this wig. I ain't going to let this wig get all messed up. I'm going to stay gorgeous, which, fair enough. They look gorgeous. Meanwhile, literally, like, you see other ones where it's, their wig is now nothing but red. <laughs> so now we get to who won, and Astrid's going around being like, I got them all. I got them all. I did it. But Melissa also did it and said that they might have gotten it first, but Astrid's the one who's running around, like, loudly saying they got it first. So Astrid wins, but multiple people heard Melissa say they won first, so we'll get back to that in just a second. You know, they bo- uh, certain people definitely heard Melissa say it first, but so now Astrid will pick the teams and decide everybody's roles, and now they're all basically half out of drag, half in drag, and they look <laughs> funny! Uh, especially with all the blood. It, all the blood and everything, although I will admit... The- Sorry, Kendra, without her wig, just looks fucking hilarious. 
like meme reaction faces. I love it. Whereas Coco, even without her wig, still absolutely stunning, absolutely gorgeous, absolutely beautiful. Definitely. Holy crap, this is my winner. I want them to win so fucking badly. Erica, surprisingly, that stuff must be like pancake makeup because that makeup didn't move a fucking muscle. No, it did not. Like a little bit of Hosa definitely did, but Erica, like Jesus H. Christ, that makeup didn't move a muscle. Uh, Abora continuing to look like a drenched and dead bird. I'm I'm getting a little bit more Swedish troll. Uh, yeah, that's true. Victoria looks cute. I'm sorry, Kendra just looks so funny. The head tape actually makes it look like a brain. Yeah, which actually works with their later look, but still. They're trying to pick teams, so basically there's the host, which Astrid gives to themselves because I get to be the host. So we've got teams, two people watching TV, two people using a Ouija board in a bedroom, three people dancing in a living room, and two carving pumpkins. So Erica wants the living room one because they're like, I'm a dancer, I can dance. And then Kendra, Melissa, and Coco immediately are like, well, we want the living room actually, so we're going to take it. But then Coco's like, no, you wanted it, Erica's fine, I'll watch TV. Because I'm gorgeous and I can do everything. But also calling out <laughs> Erica. It's like, can you even dance? And she's like, yeah, I've twirled and swirled in New York City. Twirled and swirled. <laughs> she's twirled and swirled. I don't need to hear anything twirl else. Twirl I hope everybody's happy with their roles. Everybody's happy. And then a producer brings in a piece of paper. <laughs> What's on this piece of paper? Let's read it. So everyone's like, what is going on? Astrid says, footage recap, Melissa won. And Melissa's just like, wow, who would have guessed? <laughs> Melissa's thrilled like, give me that. I'll be taking that and I'll be switching all the roles around. Thank you very much. Coco and Kendra will be doing the living room while Abora and Erica will be watching TV. Jovska and Victoria will be carving pumpkins. Astrid is the host still. Although she keeps saying Astrid's name wrong. Um, they keep saying ostrich. Whether she says ostrich or ostrich, it's still funny. I love Melissa. Like, Melissa's honestly giving me the great TV that I want, and I love them. Honestly, I, I wish they had more season one queens. Ava and... <sighs> Shit, who's with Ava? Doing the Ouija board. Ava and Victoria. Nope, no, Victoria. Victoria's carving um... pumpkins with Yovska. Is it Eric? Ava and Kendra. Erica? No, Kendra's dancing nope. with Melissa and Coco. Uh, Erica? No, Erica's with Abora. Who the fuck is with Ava? <laughs> We're completely forgetting someone. Abora? Very... No, Abora's no. with Erica. Um, <laughs> who the fuck is with... I know somebody's with Ava and I don't remember who. They're gonna, they're gonna kill us because we're... Hold on, I need to go through this cast. Coco, Ava, Yoska, uh, Victoria, uh, Hoso. Hoso! Hoso! <laughs> I was forgetting where Hoso was. I was like, wait, I also forgot Hoso where Hoso was. I thought else? Hoso was doing L's, but no, I'm pretty sure Hoso is with um, Victoria. No, not Victoria, excuse me, Ava. I'm, yeah, I no. Hosa was with Ava. Forgot. I was confused. Oh, I, totally forgot. I, I was forgot forgetting Hosa that Hosa was, was oh, in the no. Ouija board because we first saw Hosa in the living room dancing in we, front of yeah, the couch. They, in the intro, yes. But I, the also thing is, I only really remember Ava from the Ouija board bit because Ava really like stole the show, but we'll get to that later. Any hoozle. Then 
Kendra and Yolks could get into a fight over basicness and being like, you look basic, bitch. And Kendra's like, and you look like a fucking toilet. Thank you very much, toilet girl. And then they're both basically like, well, I went home third. Well, you also went home third. So we're both equally shitty. It's like Teletubby toilet. That's what you are, Yovska. And I'm like, they're both right. Basic ass dress and Yovska looks like a Teletubby toilet. So, you know. It's like, Erica, how do you feel about working with Abora? You look so excited, Abora. And Abora's like, yeah, I'm so excited. They say, let's rehearse something. And then for the rest of the day, seemingly, don't rehearse at all. No rehearsal they gets done. They just gab. They just break up into their groups and just gab. And it's hilarious. And make a seven, few comments about costumes. Do, like, there's even a little bit. Seven minutes later. <laughs> Kaz continues laughing and talking and enjoying each other's company. So it's been a while since we've seen each other and nobody's rehearsing. We're literally just talking shit and catching up, which is, yeah, you know. And <laughs> Astrid's just standing at the table. It's like, let's ask Astrid something and Kendra's stirring the pot, which just makes me so, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> they're forming an alliance and they are, you know, Ava's like, I think they're forming an alliance. And of course, they, uh, Melissa, Coco, and Kendra are forming an alliance. So now they want to apparently include Astrid, I think, or something. And then... Another seven minutes later, Ava asks Hoso, so how are things with you and Astrid? Not a lot of getting rehearsing done. We're just going to ask questions. <laughs> it looked like Victoria and Yovska were the only ones who were actually fucking talking about the challenge, whereas everybody else was, like, talking about relationships or just, like, you need to learn the words. If somebody trips up, it'll be sad and silly. Mm -hmm. And then Abora out of nowhere... <laughs> I've been harboring a resentment towards you, Erica, for a long time. Are you going to change? Like, Erica is getting the, the worst The way it was edited it. together with the, are you going to change? Nothing's getting done. Makes it no, feel shut like up, it, shut up. This is my favorite context, bit. Like... Shut up, shut up. <laughs> this is my favorite bit. Uh, this is my favorite bit. From the whole, well, no, Ken, Coco getting the quill thing is my favorite bit. This is my other. So Erica's just like, you know, there was definitely like, I felt an attraction when I first met you. Is it still there? They didn't even finish the sentence. It's like, is it still there? It's still there for Anna Boris. Just no. And... <laughs> ah! It's so funny. Cause it's like, you know, I, I, there was an attraction there and I still harder. Do you still? No. Melissa just has a fucking teacup. Mm, we love a good tea. In the mm, confessionals, delicious. mind you, not, mm, not mm, in mm, person. Mm. Melissa would absolutely do it in person as well. Like it would well, be yes. about. But I just think it's so funny. That was so unprompted, so funny. No hesitation. No hesitation. Not a single amount of hesitation. But anyway, nobody gets any fucking work done, so it's time for the next day in some weird new CGI clockwork transition that they've now made. They have goo instead of a cuckoo. Time to rehearse and get our shit together. We literally did not rehearse at all yesterday. Jesus Christ, we're not even we still got a whole hour. We got to hurry this shit along. Yikes. Talking, 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 talking. A lot of fighting. And then, oh God, this whole fucking bit. So. Ménage toi. Ménage toi. Ménage toi in the worst possible way. But like, I, you know what? I already explained it earlier. I'm not doing it again. Just the plot thickens. Hoso also, has a tattoo <laughs> of Abora. Yeah, Hoso has a tattoo. Because Hoso has said, they do. they have a large admiration and love of Bora's drag and their character, but I guess not them? It's so confusing. Also, Yovska has a tattoo on their ass, or above their ass, of Abora as well. That's just out there. The tattoos of Abora. Just the fact that it's specifically tattoos of Abora out of everyone. 
Also, Avora randomly tells Astrid to show their ass, and they pull their ass out, so that's something. is basically like, yeah, I thought we went on a date, but Hoso was on her phone the whole time. And Yovska's like, yeah, if I went on a date with Avora, I'd be on my phone too, girl. And then Astrid's like, I didn't know they went on a date. I also don't like the idea that they went on a date because Abora hates me or tends to treat me like shit because she's jealous of our relationship. And I'm just like, my eyes can only spin around so much. Hoso's also like, you're literally my idol when it comes to art. And Abora's like, well, that doesn't necessarily mean you have romantic feelings for me. And Koga's like, well, the bitch got a whole ass tattoo of you. Yeah. This is so confusing. This is whack. I would like to talk to you privately about it. I'm like, yeah, please talk privately. But then they keep doing this shit out like, ugh. Can I also just say, multiple of our Dragula contestants have mullets. Very mullets. Oh my god, I didn't realize Straight how many Straight up mullets. mullets, two of them. It's also hilarious because I cannot stand to be without you, Abora's is. And I cannot stand to be near you. Yovska just like grabbing them like, uh. And Kendra's like, we just asked a question. All you had to do was say, I feel like the relationship is weird. No, I feel this whole situation is weird. My Oso, Abora loves Hoso. Hoso does not love Abora, but Hoso loves Astrid. But Abora hates Astrid. It's a fucked up triangle. Oh my god, I don't know. They're all confused. I'm confused. Peppermint's confused. We're all fucking confused. Oh, Astrid just pulled out her ass and Hoso smacked it. Oh, yeah, Hoso smacked Astrid's ass. I mean, I I mean, I would also smack that ass. It was a big ass. Although Coco continued, and can we have some disconfectant for the table, please? And then Melissa and Erica get into a bit of a fight over attitude. Oh God, everybody get to work, please. And then Abora also being continuing to be annoying, making the music that when they get to work, starting making me the do 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 do. Just doing the doing the music. <laughs> Someone else joins in. I forget who. Talking, talking. I do not give a shit about them talking about their costumes. I cannot. We've already made this go so far. We have to skip ahead. Although apparently, also Kendra harbored resentment for Victoria for sending her home, basically on the challenge. And Melissa's like, "Nah, you need to go make up." So they do make up. Kendra was the only. It was a one-sided hatred because Victoria's like, "I had no idea you hated me. I'm so sorry." Melissa's like, look at me, I'm Melissa Bendela de Christ. I'm fixing people. <laughs> By the way, they do apparently have to do this across uh, additional days. Yeah, probably because they <laughs> they just talked all day the first day and they're like, shit, I guess we gotta make it, give them an extra day. Fuck. So now, welcome the Boulets on the main stage, which I forgot to mention it looks much smaller than the any other extra, but I guess because this is a different quote-unquote set to be the underworld i guess it's a different one but it definitely feels smaller than the other like last two seasons plus they also have a massive screen that harbors a box we'll get to the box yeah we'll get to the box uh wearing their promo looks obviously can't you know give everything away so we've already talked about their promo looks before but uh guest judges elvira cassandra peterson love them to death so much uh other guest judge director of the upcoming haunted mansion film justin simeon Love, 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 happy, happy, let's get to this house party. So it's the haunted house party. Basically, if you remember the intro I did way back in that episode two for the beach party intro, I was like, ooh, spooky. It's sort of like the same thing. So we cut to the haunted house, except it's like literally cut out of the 60s, very like 60s, 70s inspired. Astrid in this uh, creature from the Black Lagoon-type-esque look. Very nice, I like it a lot. Melissa. Melissa looks like Sharon Needles so much. What the fuck? <laughs> As the vampire. The prosthetics out of all things make her look like Sharon. They obviously don't look like Sharon out of but this specific look just looks like a very specific Sharon Needles. 
Like, I cannot not see Sherry Needles. I don't see Melissa Be Fierce, which, talk about the power of prosthetics. But also really hilarious because actually later they have Sir Vodka, which made a whole series with other, it's RuPaul's Drag Race Queens being on Dragulin in yet another way. But I noticed if I went through all the bottles that were there and they had every single bottle except for Sharon's. Uh-huh. As they should. Well, it's Sharon Needles. Like, mm. Exactly. We know the fact that Sir made the bottles with them is that their thing, but Boulay said no, no, no. But I just, I cannot look at Melissa in this, the face and just not look at and think Sharon like, oh my god. But still, great. Melissa B. Fierce as the vampire. Spooky. but yeah. Uh, vampire still. Hoso Teratoma as the pirate. Definitely a Hoso look. Definitely a pirate. Yovska as pumpkin head. Booby pumpkins. Boobs. Pumpkins. Boob. Giant titty. Pumpkins. Boobs. Pumpkins. Yeah. Very Yovska. Same with um, Hoso Teratoma. I definitely think uh, it's a pirate look, but it's 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 a Hoso. I would immediately look at this and think, like, yeah, that's like the Hoso. It's, I think this also could have worked for that, well, not ghost ship glamour, because it's not glamorous, but I think it, I don't know, for some reason I think it would have fit in there anyway. It would have fit there a little bit more. Sort of, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, giant boob, pumpkin head, Yovska, like, obviously the tits are pumpkins, but also they just have a big pumpkin, like, mask head, like, almost looks like a blow-up thing. Very stuffed doll type situation. Erica Clash as a bat. Um, it's cute. It's like a little little Halloween store, but still cute. I think cute, little simple, but like, I like mm. it. A little simple, but I think it works. I I like the outfit. The latex wings are all right. The shape could be wider. It gives me skydiving suit. Yeah, skydiving suit, but it's a bat. You know, but I like it. Yeah. Uh, Ava Destruction as. The devil. Very Frankenfurter. Yeah, because of the reveal, especially. It's like a reveal, like they're wearing a nice, like, overcoat dress looking thing, and then they take it off to be, like, very naughty nighty with the tail and everything, of course. Fetishware. Fishnets. Coco Cane as the mummy. This is very simple, unfortunately. Like, it feels almost too simple, like, too reveal. Like, it's revealing, obviously, which is good Coco Cane, but it almost feels like there's not there's not enough like i would like i don't know i just want something else to make it stand out there needs to be more details so if i'm not mistaken coco was literally making this in the boudoir in the boudoir about yeah. a meter of stretch vinyl so like don't get me wrong i still love them i always will love them love coco cane no matter what but i'm just like it was it was not a good week for them unfortunately but you know what they made it to next week and that's all that matters because as long as they make it to the finale and then win i won't feel like killing the boulet brothers that's all you got to do boulets uh and then we have uh victoria as Pumpkinhead 2 because nobody is creative um <clears throat> this look however is very good and creative uh, the prosthetics the the hair i really enjoy which later comes off and shows like pumpkin guts and brains on the head very smart speaking of pumpkin guts the hoop skirt is designed to look like it's made out of uh pumpkin guts in it on the exposed bits the hoop skirt is gorgeous but i do love the um i love the hair having like it's mostly black with like that front half with the orange in the big in the middle but yeah, the dress is gorgeous. The hands being very like out of dirt, out of dirt in the ground almost. Very cleverly done. Very gorgeous. I love this look a lot, and I think they do a very good job. Abora as again being shady ass editors, literally Abora as question mark question mark question mark. <laughs> There's always that one weirdo. I'm not gonna try and describe it either. They look like a feather duster. That's what we're going to go with. <laughs> they later clarified saying they were an alien, but it sure didn't fucking come across. 
Next we have Kendra Onyx getting shocked in a toaster as Frankenstein. Although technically because we're going by history that's not correct it would be Frankenstein's monster. But eh, Adam would have gotten Frankenstein's name anyway. Point is, cute look. I like the bolts, I like the hair, I like the um the, the spiked collar. It's like a nice uh body like leather bodysuit. It's nice. It's better than their entrance look. I'm going to go with that. It's a classic costume. The makeup is nice. Nice interpretation of the face. Yeah. And then finally, because even though they were in the beginning, they finally get their entrance towards the end as the host. Uh, we have Astrid as the creature or like a creature from the Black Lagoon. Very like Creature of the Black Lagoon meets a little bit from uh, the Shape of Water. It's very cool. Very heavy on like, uh, not prosthetics, but like... I forget what they say. We'll we'll see it later. I think they said they made like all these like gill parts or like frills, thin parts out of like toothpicks and other things. It looks really good. Yeah, I think they used rice paper. Yes, I believe. I don't actually know what the song is. I think it's... I was a teenage monster. Oh, it is. I was a teenage monster. That's correct. Halloween house party. So basically, they all do a lip sync performance to that. I would say Coco. And Abora probably do the worst in terms of lip syncing slash just doing a dance. Abora clearly does the worst, the worst. And I think Coco unfortunately does not do as much lip syncing as her partners. No. It's, it's unfortunate, but doesn't make me not love them anymore. It's Coco Kane. I'm going to support them literally until the end of the earth because they're awesome and they do amazing drag and they're just iconic. You know, like when you get that level of iconicness, you don't just lose it. It is unfortunate that they did not have as high of a caliber of lip sync and energy to the performance that both Melissa and Kendra brought. And then it also really sucks for Erica because they had some energy, they had good energy, they were lip syncing, but they were basically carrying dead weight of Abora. And they didn't get to choreograph very good yeah. dancing, I feel like. Yeah, but um, and then uh, Yelska and Victoria did good. I definitely think Victoria definitely pulled out a good show-stopping number, especially with the the ripping of the head and showing the guts and the brain. Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, Hoso and Ava did good. I think Ava did a bit better than uh, Hoso in terms of like doing it together in the bedroom of doing the Ouija-ing. Ava took the show on that for sure. And um, yeah, they lip sync to the whole thing. They do the looks, they do the lip sync, blah, 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 blah. It does end. They basically sort of stop the song towards the end and then put in some sort of spooky electronic music, as it says in the subtitles. And then everything just sort of becomes twisted, turvy, like, okay, we've done a cute, campy thing. Time to be scary for, like, 10, 20 seconds. Now we have the Boulets doing their little bit where they talk to each other, basically, before they actually bring in the guest judges or anybody. Nothing I really care about except for just Big Boulet going, Welcome to hell! But yeah, they basically have their thoughts on it, but we're not talking about that because we're not the Boulets. Except for the fact that they said they wanted to be comfortable behind the scene. Oh, yes. And I mentioned, I said, they. Could, I'm surprised. It's like, we could be comfortable. I'm like, they should have just said something like, we should wear sweatpants. And then I was like, you know, because that's a dig at RuPaul. Wearing their sweatpants. They even remark it's still hot with what they're wearing. Like, yeah, I'm well, sure. Well, yeah, you're wearing like latex. Anyway, everybody comes out. And now we've got our safes, highs, and lows. Hoso, Melissa, Yovska, and Kendra are quote-unquote safe. They said, hi, Marks, tonight, and should be proud. You are safe. So it's like a high, but not really, because there are others who are in the top top. So I would say they're safe. But they're also not really safe because of the twist that comes later, which really just throws everything out the window, but we'll talk about that. Astrid, Victoria, and Ava are in the top. 
And our winner for this episode is Victoria Elizabeth Black. Congratulations! Yay. So exciting. I don't actually know if they won anything. Did they actually win anything? Was this the first time that there wasn't an actual prize? You would think for Titans they'd at least want to give them prizes, but okay. Unfortunately, that leaves our bottom three of Erica, who was unfortunately pretty much just dragged down to hell by Avora. Avora! Avora! And Coco, and it's just very unfortunate because of how much I love Coco, but I also get it. They need to be a bit more focused on the details of the look, plus, as Jack Morta said, it wasn't necessarily a bad look, it was more quiet compared to everything else still on stage, and what you usually do, because... Coco is that bitch. She's loud. She's out there. She makes herself the star. Like, Coco Kane can... Literally, Coco Kane won two episodes that they weren't even competing in. Like, that's how you be a star. So yeah. it's unfortunate <laughs> that they ended up being sort of quiet in this comparatively. And it's un it's unfortunate. But I think the real unfortunate is definitely Erica, just because they're in the bottom pretty much because they were unfortunately dragged to hell by the crappy performance of Abora. Yeah. But, like, yeah, they didn't even know what the fuck Abora was, so... No. Anyway, it's time for a twist. So instead of the Boulets deciding who goes home, or at least who's in the bottom, or not who's in the bottom, but who's in, they will get, a la Survivor style, they will get to write down who they think, all the contestants will basically write down in a secret ballot, who they think was the weakest, and the two performers who get the most votes will ascend the steps to the ghostly gallery. And basically, one will lose, according to the Boulets. They will say who they think was the worst, and they will be cast down back into oblivion. Now, you would think it's just the people who are in the bottom or got the worst critiques. But that's not the case, because later, as we see the votes, we'll go through them a bit. But at one point, Hoso, you can see, is clearly writing Yopska's name, who got good at slash safe critiques. Mm-hmm. They, they seem to be the only one who actually wrote anybody who wasn't part of the bottom three, but still, the fact that anybody could be voted is very interesting. In theory. In Unless theory. Hosa was just throwing away their vote. I mean, probably was the case. Probably? Because who would vote for Yovska? But I just, it, it does also feel weird that, like, they just did that, but also, like, why wouldn't you just... Because obviously they love you know, Abora, they wouldn't vote for them. I, they don't feel like Erica was deserving about him, but I guess, like, you would vote for Coco at that point, but even then. But Coco's saying, you shouldn't vote for me. Messi is a part of who I am. And Victoria's like, they want a really elevated shit. And Coco's like, well, if I wanted to elevate it more, I could, but I wanted to be a messy mummy at a house party. And I do feel like they gave that. It just... I mean, they're very much correct. They say this line in the confessional, but they're absolutely fucking correct. It's like, I don't want to go home because it would be pretty sad without the baddest bitch in this competition. I'm like, yeah, correct. Done. Yeah. You know, the Coco Kane is the baddest bitch. Really, once the bottom three was announced, my vote was immediately always going to go to Abora. They sucked pretty much throughout the whole day just with their attitude. They sucked in the competition. They sucked at not having an outfit that I couldn't tell what the hell it was. Didn't do the lip sync correctly. Even worse than Coco if that was like what we were comparing here. But And I wasn't laying bias of loving Coco in anyway. The, there were times where like at least Coco sort of knew the lip sync words and knew what they were doing even if it was not that elevated. There were times where Avora didn't even like say the words. 
But then also, like, like this attitude that I don't understand from Vor, because literally, like, Astrid is talking to them and making them feel, like, trying to, like, calm them down. He's like, it's all cool. You're fine. You're chill. And Abora in the confession is like, yeah, when Astrid starts talking to me, I just fucking zone out because I don't give a shit. And I'm like, Abora, what are you doing? Digging yourself in a hole. You are digging yourself in a hole that you're already in. Like that one bitch from this show, I keep seeing clips of it on Twitter, this fucking guy on uh, Love is Blind. Some guy, of course, his name is Andrew. Don't give us all a bad name. But he's like this guy. And he's like talking about. So I don't know what the whole point of it is, but it's like something about the editors. Apparently, he's like he he's talking about something, and then he literally is like, hold on. And he like takes one of those like things that you would put eyedrop like to make fake tears in, and he like drops them in his eyes, and he's like, I never knew they could make me somebody could make me cry like this. And the editor just left that whole thing in. Anyway, so they're in the boudoir, and you know they're talking. Try, they're basically all just arguing. Koso also defending Abora quite a lot for somebody who doesn't have any feelings, any love feelings, but it's it's all. And then, like I said, and then they sit down on the couch together and they give each other a kiss. And then Abora's like extra confused, like, why did you just kiss me if we're not romantic? And Hoso's like, mm, I kiss people I like. And it's like, do you love me? Do you love? It's like so fucking confusing. Especially because everyone is watching them. Yeah, everyone is watching them very It weird. is something. <laughs> But yeah, so they do their votes. Coco has a hilarious bit where they can't actually write with their nails. They try to pick up the quill with their nails and they can't do it with their hands. So they start writing literally with one of their nails. It's fucking hilarious. It's surprisingly effective. Hilarious. Coco Kane is great TV. Anyway, the final two after all the votes are Abora and Erica. Erica is pissed. And they get up there to the job of the thing. They're standing there waiting. And finally. Small Boulet says, Abora. And then the trapdoor opens, and down goes Abora into the abyss. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Except for Kendra and Coco, who start laughing and are trying to hide the fact that they're laughing, which is kind of hilarious. Because of how it just opens up so randomly, there's no pomp or circumstance. It's just Abora. Boo. Just Abora falls into the box. But yeah, it's like Hoso says, was that a fucking trapdoor? But yeah, so they fell through a trapdoor, and they're now in the Avivian. Erica's like, ding dong, the witch is dead. Abora. The trap is spoken. Abora's picture is now on the wall, and unless somebody does a fright, does not do a fright feat next week, they are eliminated, but we'll see. And Abora is the first out for now. Mm-hmm. So that's the end. We will see what happens next week. If somebody doesn't do a fright feat, that means Abora's back. If they do, then they're not. I don't know. But we'll see. Give us your thoughts, or, I don't know, yeah, you comments if you can. Give us your thoughts. Who do you think will be gone next week? Who's your top three? Who's whatever? What do you enjoy, you know? When you eventually watch the episode, what do you think will be good? For now, we are going to head out of here. This has been Andrew B. and... Guy with an eye smith. Signing off until next time. It'll be a pleasure as always, and we'll see you next week. Unpleasant dreams. We do not own, claim ownership of, or desire for ownership of contained or referenced clips and gags. They are the property of their trademark and copyright holders. Proper support, listenership, and viewership of the things we reference is encouraged. Two Kids Dragcast is created by me, Guy Smith, and Andrew B. Voiced and recorded by Guy Smith and Andrew B. Editing by Guy Smith, community management by Andrew B. And art created by Guy Smith. You can find us and all our links in the description or on our website, twogaysdragcast.wordpress.com. We are an independent production. Above all else, sharing the podcast is the best way to support the show. Anyone who will listen to our show will do. 
Liking, reviewing, and commenting on the show will also help boost us in the fight for algorithmic relevancy. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.